It's blazing hot outside. You get in your car to turn on the AC to get cold air pumping, but it blows hot air out. This issue is commonly caused by low refrigerant due to leaks in the AC system. You want an easy, all-in-one solution that will restore the cold air in no time. AC Pro Recharge Kits. Make restoring cold air easy for even those with zero DIY experience in less than 10 minutes. Save time and money versus going to a shop by picking up an AC Pro Recharge Kit today. Be a pro with AC Pro. You're listening to MLB.com Extras, brought to you by MLB.tv. It's baseball everywhere. Hey, everybody. Thanks for tuning in. I'm Andy Cashman. This is our weekly look at the Minnesota Twins. I am joined by Rhett Bollinger. And Rhett, uh, you weren't with us last week on this podcast. There was a lot going down, obviously, with the Terry Ryan news. I just didn't want to get your take on that. Uh, obviously, that was a, a stunner in the industry, just given uh, you know his long tenure there in Minnesota. And obviously, uh, a guy who's great respected in the game. What was your takeaway from from the Twins' decision to move on? Definitely a surprise. You know, I thought that there's a chance that could happen at the end of the season. Um, even then, I thought there was still a chance that Terry could be back. Um, you know, Terry's obviously been an organization so long. Uh, Polab's kind of known as a loyal guy, and Terry's kind of always been his guy to the point where really uh, Terry never really had a real contract. It was always kind of a year-to-year thing. I don't think Terry really ever saw that you know kind of coming even. Um, so I think when Polad told him roughly about a month ago that he wouldn't be back. I think it kind of shocked him. Um, and then kind of talked to him right at the end of the you know, first half that leading into the break. And um, Terry just kind of told him, you know, at this point, uh, you know, if you're going to make this move, there's no reason for me to be the GM the rest of the season. You might as well make it now. Uh, so they ended up dismissing Terry, you know, dismissing Terry next last Monday. Rob Anthony has been his longtime assistant GM, uh, is now the interim GM. Um, but, yeah, with the Twins, you know, last time they made a move like that was obviously – a long time ago, I mean, obviously they switched over from, from Terry to, to Bill Smith and then back to Terry, but uh, to dismiss somebody like that in season uh, was definitely a shock, uh, considering that kind of that loyalty and continuity the Twins, you know, kind of always had. Yeah, and one question that kind of, you know, surfaced in, in discussions about this thing, you know, that I've had with people, sometimes in these situations, a, a long-tenured exec like a Doug Melvin in, in Milwaukee last year would be a great example. You know, they're, they're kept on in, in sort of an advisory role, um, but it seems like you know, in this situation, they just wanted to move on completely. Are you surprised that there wasn't some kind of, you know, ties retained there? Well, I think we'll see, though. I think that if, if Rob Anthony were to be the new GM and he were to get the job full-time, which I think is at this point still kind of a, you know, somewhat of a long shot, if only just because uh, I thought like the organization did this. They really wanted to, you know, move on from Terry. <clears throat> I have a funny feeling they might want to just kind of, you know, have a clean slate here and maybe go out to the organization. But if they think that, you know, Rob does a good job here, Getting up the deadline, they feel like Rob's you know different than, than Terry enough to, to keep him as the main GM. I think that Rob, actually, I know from what I've heard that you know that, that Terry would be welcome back in the organization if he wanted a position, um, you know, kind of as an advisory role or even as you know kind of a scouting role for the organization. So um, I think it kind of depends on who they hire, um, but I wouldn't fully rule out the fact that Terry could be back in the organization at some point. Um, it just kind of depends on if they want a you know, clean slate, you know, and kind of go with a new you know leadership, a, a new GM kind of. The outside the organization. I think if they stay within the organization and, and Rob Anthony is a GM, I would feeling that Terry would be back in some sort of role. Let's talk about Anthony a little bit. I know you had a chance to sit with, down with him in Boston uh, over the weekend, uh, and obviously he's a guy who's worked with Terry Ryan for a long time. Uh, I think in your, your piece he even you know, referenced him as a disciple of Ryan. Uh, but 
you know, different backgrounds there. And, and, and Anthony seems a little more open to analytics and not necessarily as reliant on scouting. What do you think is uh, his outlook here as far as it's kind of where the game has gone, of course. Analytics have certainly, you know, infiltrated things a great deal. What do you think he represents, kind of a blend of the two worlds? Yeah, I think kind of a blend is probably the best way to put it. He's an interesting guy in a sense. He started back in you know, 87. He's actually the Twins' main PR guy for a little while. Um, and then kind of, you know, reset his career and went back, you know, kind of that ground floor of going into the baseball, you know, kind of department, you know, went to scouting school, that kind of stuff, uh, learned how to do all that. But really his base, you know, isn't really in scouting like the way that, you know, Terry Ryan's is. He's always been kind of the contract guy, <clears throat> sorry, the, the point guy, talking to uh, other clubs a lot, you know. So it's like he doesn't know all the GMs out there and doesn't know the players available and all that kind of stuff. He's always been that point guy. Uh, you know, whenever they're talking to, you know, agents and that kind of stuff, um, which is kind of a helpful thing that you doesn't have to feel like he's too lost coming in there. Um, I think, you know, when they made the switch over a few years ago to Bill Smith, he wasn't really as much of the contract guy or the kind of a, the big picture guy the way that, you know, Rob is now. Um, so it kind of makes a little more sense in terms of a fit. Um, and you're right about the sabermetrics. Rob told me in the interview that he kind of values them a little more than Terry did uh, to the point where he's actually going to look at sabermetrics first uh, before he kind of looks at the scouting report. So, um, I think when he kind of looks at, you know, players they could be trading for, or even their own players they're going to trade, <clears throat> I think they can look at their own database and their own advanced stats and then kind of back that up with the scouting reports, which is kind of the opposite of what they did before. I think before Terry was such a scouting guy that as much as Terry didn't fully dismiss, you know, that sabermetrics and certainly um, did have a, you know, anal <clears throat> sorry, an analytic department, uh, I think that Terry was more likely to kind of listen to his scouts and kind of have a scouting perspective. Because I think Rob understands a little bit more the value of the advanced stats that they've uh, kind of built here uh, over the last few years. Well, as you've alluded, Rhett, uh, <clears throat> Rob takes over at a, a really important juncture for the Twins in that they are, uh, you know, clear sellers and definitely have some pieces of interest out there in the marketplace. Good opportunity to get some controllable talent into the system. Uh, Kurt Suzuki, Eduardo Nunez, Brandon Kinsler, Fernando Abad, all these guys are our trade candidates, maybe Tommy Malone. Uh, yeah, he had a rough one the other day, but but had won his previous three starts, so maybe he'd uh, be a piece for them. But how about Irvin Santana? I wanted to ask you about him, and um, I, I know Rob spoke specifically about him. What is the twin stance on, on Irvin Santana as a guy who is under their control for another couple of years beyond this one? I was a little surprised to find out Rob saying, you know, pretty uh, specifically that he doesn't really, you know, have much interest in trading Santana unless he's kind of wowed by an offer. Um, it sounds like the Twins feel like Santana's kind of part of their future still. Um, the Twins still believe they're, they're going to compete next year. That's the thing. I don't know if a new GM could come in. We'll, we'll believe that as well. Uh, but the current regime believes the Twins can bounce back next year. Terry Ryan, when I talked to him, you know, leading into the All-Star break, you know, in that series in Texas, you know, we asked him about, you know, what he thought about for next year, and Terry was adamant they were going to compete. And from talking to, you know, Rob in that same article, he believes they're going to try to compete next year too. And he feels like someone like Irvin Santana is under contract for two more years um, at $13.5 million plus an option, they feel like he's a guy they could kind of still have as part of their future. Um, whether or not that's the right idea, we'll see. And it certainly it doesn't mean that he won't be traded. It, certainly, it, could, it could happen, but at the same time, um, you know, a little surprising to hear that he's probably their best trade piece, but to hear uh, that they're not that interested in moving him um, is a little bit of a surprise. But like I said, things can definitely change if a team kind of comes in there and makes a good offer especially because there aren't that many top starting pitchers on the, you know, the market right now in terms of the you know, trade market. Uh, it, it could happen, but as of right now, it sounds like Rob's kind of content 
uh, to kind of listen on him, but not really, uh, uh, you know, not in a hurry to make a deal with him, it sounds like. Yeah, and if they are in, intent on uh, on competing next year, obviously it's, it's going to be tough, tough free agent market to go out and, and improve your rotation. So a guy like Santana still has a lot of value. Uh, of the names I've mentioned, or maybe a name I haven't mentioned, who do you think is actually most likely to be on the move here between now and August 1st at 4 p.m. Eastern time? I think the most likely is probably Kurt Suzuki, just because he is you know, in the last year of the deal. He's having a really good season. Uh, he's really kind of heated up there since June. I've been one of the better hotter hitters in, in baseball since then. Um, I think he's got some value. I think teams are looking for some catching help. Um, I think you know that's probably the most likely one, just because he's not really going to be a part of the future. Um, you know, I think Fernando Abad and Brandon Kinsler certainly have a real shot to get traded there. Um, I think they'd love to move someone like a Ricky Nolasco. I just don't know if they can find a taker. Um, so I don't know how lucky that's going to be. Uh, Nunez certainly has a chance. I think kind of sounds like a lot of teams are, are kind of seeing Nunez as kind of more of the career backup that he's been instead of, you know, the breakout hitter he's been this year. And he's starting to cool off a little bit too right now, which I'm sure isn't helping the cause. So I don't know if they're going to get, like, kind of the return they really want for Nunez right now. So I think they're kind of waiting to see how that goes. They don't want to trade him just to trade him. And that's kind of the thing. Some of the guys like Nunez and these guys that are also under contract next year, they don't want to trade just to trade. But at the same time, if they get the right, you know, right kind of deal, they got to make these moves and be aggressive. And I think that's kind of been one of the criticisms of the Twins um, in recent years under Terry Ryan was the years where they were really big sellers. You know, you hear all these names, and then sure enough, deadline will come, and they make maybe one trade, maybe two at the most. Um, and I think that at this point, the Twins kind of need to be a little more aggressive and kind of maybe accelerate that, you know, uh, process of trying to get some young players here and kind of catch in those trade chips. Uh, but for me, I think that the most likely guy is Suzuki. Um, but certainly, like I said, even some of the guys like Tommy Malone, I'm sure teams are asking about even maybe Eduardo Escobar is kind of falling out of favor as a shortstop. Players like that are kind of going to get talked about. But to me, I think Suzuki is the most likely. And I think relievers like a bot and Kinsler make a lot of sense as well. All right, there's the latest word from Rhett Bollinger. I want to thank him for joining us. Thank you all for tuning in. This has been MLB.com Extras, Minnesota Twins Edition. MLB.tv Premium, the number one live streaming sports service, is celebrating 13 years. Watch every out-of-market regular season game live or on demand in true HD. Real-time highlights, live look-ins, pitch tracking widget, and more. MLB.tv Premium includes a free At-Bat 15 subscription. Watch live baseball on over 400 mobile and connected devices. Watch at home, in the office, or on the go. Every night, on every device. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Visit MLB.tv for details. Hey, Rob Bradford here. You guys know I'm always up for a good MVP story, and one of the best stories is Wasabi Technology. Wasabi is the world's hottest cloud storage company, and it's become the go-to provider for professional and collegiate sports teams, including 20 major league baseball teams like the Red Sox and NHL teams like the Bruins and Vancouver Canucks. Even the Liverpool Football Club is getting in on Wasabi action. So why is Wasabi the MVP? Well, Wasabi was purpose-built to free businesses from skyrocketing storage costs and unpredictable transaction fees that the Amazons of the world are charging. In fact, Wasabi is up to 80% less than those hyperscalers and doesn't charge a cent for businesses to access their data. From Wasabi's AI-enabled intelligent media storage, Wasabi Air, to the industry's only cloud storage service with triple protection against cyber criminals, data deletion, and ransomware, Wasabi's taking the lead in driving innovation in data storage and helping sports teams to unleash the power of their data. Wasabi, another Boston-based championship team.